The National Institutes of Health is one of the crown jewels of American medicine. Among its services, clinical trials for patients with nowhere else to go. But often the patients have families for whom the trial is no less a hardship. Well, that's where the nonprofit Friends of Patients at the NIH comes in. A recipient of funds from our upcoming Motorcycle Ride for Charity, Director Heidi Williams joins me with more about the organization. Heidi, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's, it's good to be with you virtually. Friends of Patients at the NIH, tell us more about the organization. Well, Friends of Patients at the NIH, or Friends at NIH for short, has been around for over 36 years. We've been a small nonprofit located within the clinical center in the social work department in the heart of the hospital. We've been there to help cover patients' needs. It, it, it grew gradually uh, from a need to help patients who had nowhere to sleep. Uh, we'd, we were finding patients sleeping in their cars or in a chair alongside uh, their caregiver or loved one would be sleeping alongside the patient in their room. Um, It was becoming difficult for patients to stay in the clinical trials because they couldn't cover their expenses back home. So as you can imagine, parents have a sick child. They want to be there. They're they're flying in or coming in from all over the world or all over the country, and they have to leave their jobs behind and make that difficult decision of whether to support their family back home or stay with their sick child or a spouse is going through cancer treatment or a bone marrow transplant and needs a caregiver, needs someone to be able to get them in and out of bed, get them what they need, um, stay close by but yet they're worried about being evicted from their home. We'll step in and we'll help out. The social workers come and, and, and talk with us. We try to find the best options to help families, whether it's paying for their rent back home or their utilities so they can keep their household going or flying in a caregiver so that they, they can be with their pa- the patient that's um, inpatient. Uh, One of our biggest programs that we started the last few years was local housing. Um, We were finding that transplant patients need to be in the area for at least 100 days post-transplant, and they were having a really difficult time finding affordable housing or rooms in the Bethesda area. So we've we've partnered with some developers, and we have furnished apartments that are available for the long-term period that they need to stay, and we provide grocery cards and and give them a place to rest and recover and be able to get back into the clinical center for their follow-up. So it's safe to say that you really provide services both for the patients themselves and also the families and others affected in their immediate surroundings. We do. We do. So it's not just affecting or helping the patient. The family needs help and the family needs support. We've started programs even for patients who are in isolation and can't leave their room, we have an arts and crafts program where we have crafts that come in to help keep their minds active. Um, we have outings, um, just dinner and a movie for a caregiver um, who's been sitting with a sick loved one for days, weeks on end, and they need to get out of the hospital for a bit. So we, we provide some outings just to give them a break from the hospital. Um, so different different emotional sure support systems that that are needed when people are going through difficult times. I guess in some small way, it also helps the NIH staff itself for caregivers knowing that the holistic parts of the person's life are being attended to in some way. Oh, absolutely. And and all of these um, smaller programs that we've developed 
through the years have all come um, through our conversations with social workers um, and and the nurses and the medical teams. And, and this is where we've developed, oh, you know, we need to give uh, patients or a caregiver a little bit of time away from the hospital. So we've been able to partner with local movie theaters and restaurants and um, be able to give them that type of respite. We've, we've had um, dinners at the Safra Lodge on Sunday evenings when uh, patient and caregiver are arriving for the first time um, and they have a warm meal. Um, they're coming from all over the country, have nowhere else to go and are always so grateful to have a warm meal to come home to and get their week started. We're speaking with Heidi Williams. She's director of the Friends of Patients at the NIH. And roughly how many people do you think you serve in a given year? We serve between 75 to 85 patients and then with their family members, somewhere around 1,200 um, when we include all of the outings and the different programs that we provide. And where do most of your funds come from? All of our funds come from individual donors and corporate sponsors who attend our events or our annual sponsors. Uh, but um, it's difficult times, as you know, these days, uh, and, and our, our events uh, that we had planned for the spring uh, are being postponed. So uh, it's, it's, it's become a little difficult for 2020, but uh, all of our funds come from donors and sponsors. I imagine the pace of activity on the NIH campus is probably accelerated, though, too, these days, huh? It, it is. It ebbs and flows uh, 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 with what is happening now uh, with with this pandemic. Uh, it, it, I think it's shifted to to the type of treatment. Uh, some some has been held off for non-essential treatment, um, but uh, they are focusing on on obviously uh, getting through this pandemic and making sure everybody's safe. And have you ever had a motorcycle ride to raise funds for the friends? We have not. And this is very exciting. So when I heard about it, and I know that Dr. Collins is a rider, uh, my husband uh, loves riding motorcycles. We have several friends who do. So I thought this was a great idea. And I think it'll be a beautiful day to be able to ride out in the fresh air and, and, uh, and enjoy it and, and help raise some funds for our charities. And while we have you, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come to this position? Uh, I'm a lifelong Montgomery County resident, and I, I grew up in the area, uh, very close friends. Uh, one, uh, a dear friend of mine was on the board of directors for Friends at NIH many, many years ago, and I started volunteering. I been a community volunteer for many years and helped raise funds for uh, local charities. And she had mentioned that they were in desperate need of a, a new director. Um, so 13 years ago, I applied for the job and just fell in love with what I was doing and just saw that there was so much potential to do so much more. So uh, I've been there for 13 years and I'm really proud of the programs that we've been able to grow and uh, all the thousands of people that we've been able to help and support. Heidi Williams is CEO of the Friends of Patients at the NIH. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to our ride coming up. All right, and that's going to be June 26th in the morning. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. You can also find a link to sign up for the ride or just to contribute. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zell. 
Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.